Hey there, welcome back. So have you ever said to yourself, I really need to get myself out there more? Well, what does out there actually mean? And if you're an introvert, does that mean being 24-7 online, plugging away, wondering why you're not consistent enough and it all just feels draining? Well, today we have got a wealth of opportunities and we're going to show you how to find those within your immediate circles, within your contacts right now. So tune in for some actionable advice and insights to thrive as an introvert with your visibility. Welcome to the Visible Coaches podcast. I'm Angela Durant and you'll meet Anka Herman a little later. Between us, we have 30 years of business experience. We've started and grown our businesses from nothing but an idea, learning to play to our strengths as introverts in what often feels like an extrovert world. If you have ever felt any resistance to how others tell you you have to market yourself or bear your soul on social media just to get clients, then this podcast is for you. We know the unique challenges that introverted coaches face when it comes to selling their services. So if you're ready to learn how to spot those golden opportunities right under your nose, clarify your message, nurture that market and get more business coming your way all without sacrificing your energy levels or well-being, then plug your AirPods in and let's go. Welcome to episode two of the Visible Coaches podcast and the title of today is The Introvert's Guide to Visibility strategies for getting seen and heard. Now, this might be something that you are used to seeing out if you Google it. You might be seeing things like this out on other people's blog posts, other people's podcasts, this idea of getting seen and heard. And what is the strategy? The absolute right way to be seen and be heard. I think that's everywhere, isn't it? As if there is a right way to be seen and heard. And what's the difference for the, for the introvert who, who looks at visibility? For, for one, how I came to visibility and even be, um, people kind of think of me as teaching on visibility, which is highly amusing because I remember spending about 12 months feeling absolutely, uh, as if I just could not be visible. I couldn't, the thought of actually getting out there in inverted commas was just, awful to me. I didn't like the word out there. I didn't want to do out there. It felt like it felt like I was stepping onto the road to play chicken with the cars. And I knew that my heart felt really heavy. Um, what I wanted was to understand and to see what was going to work. I wanted to know that the, the things I was putting my energy into would produce some fruit because Many of us, many, you may be listening to this, you might have caring duties, you might have children, family needs. We're not doing this in isolation without our daily life entering in at the same time. So for me, that visibility had to, it had to make sense because if I was going to make progress and cope with the limited amount of energy sometimes I felt I actually had, it, it had to be, it had to work. So the idea of being um, strategic around it became more and more important to me. And the strategy was using my introverted ability to really listen to where the opportunities were for me with my skills. That's what opened the door for me. So I think it was for me, this idea of the strategy and being an introvert was very much about not even necessarily getting seen and heard, but 
to start with, but was how do I how do I do this in a way that just does not burn me out in the process? Mm. I can imagine that lots of people because that's the thing, nobody builds a business in isolation. Everybody yeah. has the life around it. And the thing that comes up for me is that why is getting seen and heard how is that even when I look at like the oh like what what would I need to think and believe about getting seen and heard for that to be an issue in the first place? I I can walk outside the door and I can be seen and I can open my mouth and I can be heard. But if I think I need to be seen in a certain way and I need to be saying something very clear and precise, especially when I don't want to waste my time, you know, and when I think I only have one first impression to make and I'm very attached to the fact like how, what that would look like or what impression I want to make then all of a sudden this becomes a thing. Mm. But if I go out and say, okay, the person I need to be seen and heard by is the person next to me, and the only way for them to pay attention to anything I say is when they feel heard and seen, that takes us to what you did. Like focusing on the listening first. Yes, I didn't realize I was doing it at the time. I just, I just knew that, that from having a background in theatre, you're always reading the audience, um, and you have such a short space of time in order for for the audience to see that what you've got is something they want to listen to. I think this is where it got the idea of getting seen and getting heard, positioning yourself. Do you remember when we asked some of our members once about positioning? Um, and, and, the, and, and nobody knew what it meant. And I was a bit stumped because I, I think perhaps I'd been around jargon and marketing speak for a little bit of a time. And when I when I realised that nobody actually understood that positioning was that everybody is always making an assessment and a judgment uh, of who we are. We can't help that as human beings. We fall in and out of judgment. The philosopher Sidney Banks mentioned that all the time. Um, but but they didn't understand that everybody's perceiving their business in a certain way all of all of the time, and they have some level of uh, control over that, but not complete control over that. Is I think a big part of of what turns anything into into an issue when there is the sense that you need to control. I mean, even what you said before, like when there was this idea, I need to make sure this is going to be effective, this is going to work. Right. It, but that's the thing. We're dealing with other people who have their own stuff going on and they have <laughs> their own assumptions and the way they see the world. And it's interesting what happens when we simply recognize and relax into the fact that we will not ever be able to control it all. 
But what we do have is the capacity of dealing with whatever comes our way. And I think that there is, I've always said there's golden opportunities within a 10-mile space. I remember somebody saying that to me. Within 10 miles, and I think it's physically and metaphorically, but within a 10-mile radius, your next paying client is there. I think because business needs both a short-term and a long-term strategy, and we struggle, I think the word capacity is really important. We want to do the one thing that's going to make all the difference. And yet there's there's a sense really that it, it to me it's a bit like a clock always turning around to the next, to the next, to the next. There's never a, a moment where it becomes like the one time forever, ever in a day. There's always a shift. But I knew that there were opportunity. There's opportunity in front of us. And I kind of think that we've bought into this idea that the internet being a global village means that we've got access, you know, when people say it all the time, don't they? You've got access to six billion people on the planet and you only need four clients this month, which is true, but not true because we, even though we're potentially six degrees of separation from the Pope, and I think there is a truth in that, we're not, we're not necessarily, we don't have access to six billion people on the planet. Like, I don't yet have access to six billion people on the planet. Some of them are not on the Internet. So so that's a, it, it sounds tr- like how many things are said that's true that are not true. And we innocently buy into that and it's in its off putting. And so we stop looking for the opportunities that are sitting there right at our feet, right in our city, right within our networks. Because as you said to me before, the clarity that we need as to how to help people is starts from actually listening to them. Then it's asking questions. And with that, you get the clarity in a conversation, which is what introverts are brilliant at. We are brilliant at sitting with people. And when we know what question to ask, and rather than just, you know, generic, how's the dog questions, but we start to listen beyond that as to what they're saying about their business or their life. And, and you get that little spark on the inside and you go, I, I could help with that. I know I could help with that. I know I understand that. And then the little bit of courage that comes to, to you know, would you like a conversation about that? Could you tell me more? I can help with that. The, the, there's such a simplicity in the truth, but there's... um there's so much jargon in the world that makes it look as if you've got access to so many people. And actually, we don't have access to everybody right now. And we're not just one step away from it, but we are one step away from the people that are right in front of us and maybe the people that they know. Maybe if we dial it in, which is an introvert strength, we can actually start to see and create major opportunities within our location, both virtually and in person. Absolutely. And I, lo- I love that. And it reminds me of an exercise that a coach did with me once. And he said, like, draw a circle on a piece of paper and then draw another circle around that and another circle around that. And he says, the inner circle, they're the people who know you. They're the people who pick up the phone when you call. Your clients, your next client, will always come out of that circle. 
is that the problem with most marketing is when people talking about, that's why I have a little pet peeve with the word out there, right? And it's that same idea of, oh, we have access to 6 billion people. It entices us to po focus our attention somewhere beyond that third line, somewhere where, you, where, where people are so far away you can't differentiate the faces anymore, but your clients right. won't come from there unless they first come into the second circle and, first, and then come into the first circle. So what if you were to look at getting seen and heard and getting clients, what if your one task was to bring people from the second circle closer into the into the first? What if that's so that's your exercise. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, like that's it. That's your exercise for this podcast episode. Think about five people that you now know that you've maybe got a connection with and see if you can bring them closer into your inner circle and have a conversation with them this week. Take care. We'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for tuning in to the Visible Coaches podcast. If you've ever felt the pressure to market yourself in ways that don't align with your true nature, this podcast is your sanctuary. If you've enjoyed what you've heard so far, make sure to subscribe to the Visible Coaches podcast on your favorite platform. And we would really be grateful if you could leave us a review. Your feedback means the world to us and it helps us reach more introverted coaches like you. To grab this episode's free resource, visit thevisiblecoachespodcast.com now. That's thevisiblecoachespodcast.com. Let's continue to embrace our introverted strength, create meaningful connections, and make waves in the coaching world. Until next time.